a Black Friday edition of The Mandalorian Man, where this evening I just watched Season 1, Episode 4 of The Mandalorian, The Sanctuary. Folks, it is Black Friday. It is the day after Thanksgiving, and that is why this episode is up a little later than what you're used to with this show. Usually I try to get it up uh, pretty early in the morning, and today I... I'm getting it up, you know, obviously at, at night. But I have some excuses. I mean, number one, it is Thanksgiving time. So um, t- even though I had the day off today, it was a big travel day for me. We woke up and we came up to my in-laws house in Laconia, New Hampshire. And you kind of have to do the family thing most of the day. Um, but we got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm going to run in the other room with my phone. Everyone's kind of relaxing and I'm going to watch. The Mandalorian, which I just did. And I have to tell you, this show is just getting better and better. And it's feeling more like this Western where, I mean, this episode felt even more like the classic Western where the, 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 the no-name stranger swings into town, you know, and there's some people that just happen to be in need, and he... Helps those people. He doesn't want to help those people at first, but he sees an opportunity and he ends up helping them. And they love him and they want him to stay, but he has to leave. I mean, it is the it is the tale as old as time, as far as a western is concerned. And doing it with the like the kind of the the filter, the uh, the cover of Star Wars was just phenomenal. This episode opened up um, not with our Mandalorian, but with a small village of fishing people, fishermen, fishing, a fishing village where they seem to help. Uh, they have little robots that help them, but they're still a fairly, fairly basic community that, that fish for these blue looking shrimp type things. It seems like that's their main course of how they make money selling this fish. I'm going to guess that's also how they eat. And I'm going to guess that's also how they dye their clothes. I just kind of thought of that because their clothes had a lot of the same hue, so I wonder if they use these creatures to create clothing that they can sell, and as far as food, um, and they're just, these. it looked like, like at first I thought, what, are these just regular shrimp looking things? What are we doing here? Uh, what are we seeing here? What, why are we underwater? It was a cool opening of the show, um, and we see this small village of people, and all of a sudden you hear, doom, doom, doom. And lasers shooting off, bing, bang, boom. And you realize, oh my God, they're under attack. This, this, this fishing village is under attack. From what I th- kind of thought of as dogmen, they look like dogmen. They rush in and they start shooting around and um, they, you see the lasers, but you don't see where the lasers are coming from. 
they're shooting, shooting, shooting. They rush in. The fishing people run out. You see this one woman cover her child just to kind of keep her safe and protect her. And um, they all they do is they come in, scavenge them, raid them, and head off and leave. And I, I guess maybe they do this from time to time. I don't know. But that's what they see. These, um, the, their, their village is kind of burnt and in ruins. But um, luckily this woman survived. Her child survived. And uh, they get to live to see another day. Now, our Mandalorian, meanwhile, is up on a planet, is up in his, up on a planet, he's up in a spaceship with his little baby Yoda, because I don't know what else to call him, and, um, you know, like, they're, it's very playful, where baby Yoda's up, and he's clicking things, and Mando's like, don't touch that, uh, don't touch that, please stop touching things, and you see baby Yoda's like, okay, okay, and then leans over and flips the switch, but Mando doesn't get angry at him, I'm going to call him Mando, because that's what uh, Apollo Creed called him. He doesn't get angry with him. He just kind of lets him, you know, he, he, he tries to parent him a little, tries to, he gets a little frustrated, but he doesn't really get angry with him. Um, and it was just a cute little thing. And then he sees this planet and he's like, oh, there's this, uh, look at this planet. Doesn't look like there's many life forms on it. Doesn't look like there's many, uh, many things on it. So this is the planet for us, I think. This is where we're going to go hide. He goes, you ready to go stretch your legs for a couple of months? So basically he's looking for a no-name planet that they can go to. Um, where they can hide for a couple of months. It just so happens that the planet they're going to is the same planet with our fishing village that just got raided. What a wonderful coincidence. Now I'm heading back into my in-laws' house. So, before I continue, why don't we take a moment while I close the door? Why don't we take a moment to hear from today's sponsor? Oh, what a wonderful sponsor that was. Okay, so where were we? Yes, yes, yes. Our Mandalorian has landed on this remote planet where he hopes to find lodging where they could stay for a few months, just kind of lay low uh, away from the guild. So he tells uh, Baby Yoda, um, hey, you gotta stay here and don't touch anything. I'll be right back. So he goes and opens up his door to leave his ship, and who's standing right next to him but Baby Yoda. And you could just see he was like, all right, come on. And the cuteness continues as little Baby Yoda's walking around now. He's not like, he doesn't need to be in a little crib. He's just walking, walking, walking along, walking with Mando, singing a song. Okay, he wasn't singing a song. But they go into town, and they come upon this uh, little marketplace where they stop to get a meal and the first thing the mandalorian notices is this woman standing or sitting at a um at another table and he's like i'd like to get some bone broth for my friend here nothing for me and can you tell me who that woman is she's and the, the uh the woman who runs the bar was like i i don't know uh, she's been here for a couple weeks you know i don't know much about her he's like okay and then he looks up and the woman's gone. He's suspicious of this woman. He's not sure what to think of her. So he goes outside. He leaves Yoda behind. Says, "Watch the kid, baby Yoda," and says, uh, "Watch the kid." Gives her the woman another shekel to watch the kid, and he um, he heads. I'm gonna go outside again. It's tough to podcast in your in-laws house when there's not a lot of space 
And you don't want to be talking about Star Wars while people are doing other stuff. So he um, he heads outside the, um, you know, the place, the, the, the marketplace. And looking for this woman, looking for this woman. And boom, she is, um, she is, sneaks up on him and a fight ensues. Bang, 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 punching, punching, punching. He tries to use his, uh, his, um fire, you know, blowtorch thing, take her out, and at one point, boom, they're, they're kind of they're fighting each other, but not lethally and then at the last moment, they both pull guns on each other, are lying there and they look over, and there's Baby Yoda just kind of checking it out, watching them, taking sips of his food, it was very a lot of chuckles in this episode, mostly because of, of little Baby Yoda um, and then he, the Mandalorian's like, you want some soup? and from there, they just be, kind of became friends, um they sat and talked to each other, and she said, you know, I saw you come in, and I assumed that you had a fob on me, like a tracker. He, so she obviously um, thinks that there's a bounty out on her and that he was sent there to get her. And he's like, I understand. That makes sense. Uh, she, turns out she was a rebel soldier. She was a soldier for the rebellion. So she didn't work for the Empire, um, but she's a soldier for the rebellion, and... I'm trying to remember exactly what she said where, you know, she would go in after the Empire uh, and kind of clean up what was left of the Empire, I guess. But it got almost like a little too much and she didn't like it anymore. Uh, Something happened on Endor and, you know, that's where she kind of drew the line and decided that she wanted to just go off and leave and go AWOL and go on her own. And that's why that's what brought her to this planet. Um and they're like, oh, it's you know, good to know. You know, they, you know, small talk, nice, nice, nice. And then um, he's like, well, if our paths ever cross again, which of course you know they're going to. And then he goes off on his own way, heads back to his ship, um, and he, um, oh, he he says to Baby Yoda, he's like, look, uh, looks like this planet's already taken. In other words, she can't be on. They he can't stay on there because she's already on there hiding and. He's afraid that people are going to come look for her. They might come find him and Baby Yoda. So he's like, well, we got to go. Heads back to his, um, at least that's what I thought. Heads back to his spaceship and some of the villagers, some of the, f- the fishermen the, and the farmers come up to um, come up to him, approach him and say, excuse me, sir, um, we have some money. Can you please help us? We need your help. Uh, he's like, do you think I'm some kind of mercenary? He's like, no, no, we just, you're a Mandalorian and we've read so much about you and uh, we, we'd like to, um, you know, we, we need your help. We can pay. And what is it? We have um, people are robbing us and we need you to protect us. And there's um, there's um, what do they call them? Just raiders. I think he's what he called them. <clears throat> there are raiders attacking us and we need you to um, to protect us. And um, he's like, that's not enough money. He goes, please, please. Um, we're just a small remote village in the middle of nowhere. And Mandalorian's like, wait. In the middle of nowhere. How secluded are you? He's like, well, very secluded. Look, I don't know if I got that right. But he was like, middle of nowhere, huh? Hmm. All right. Do you, can you provide lodging? And they're like, yes, we can. Okay. So now Mando's like, well, look, maybe I, they don't have enough money to, um, to protect. Uh, no, made enough money to pay me for this job they want done. But they're going to throw in some free lodging. So that might not be a good idea. So he goes, come on, let's pack up everything. 
packs up all the stuff on onto their ship, onto their little cargo thing, and then they go. He goes and seeks out the woman again, which is I think Gina Carano. I want to say she's an actress, and I believe she was a mixed martial artist. Um, he says, "Hey, do you want to uh, do you want to make a little money helping some people and uh, have a little place to stay?" Gives her. It looks like he gave her all the money, and um, he's like, "We." need to help out these people they end up in the village and um when they get they arrive they it's the next day and baby yoda is like up and excited all these people come around all these kids come around they're excited to see them because it's like the heroes are arrived it's like when the three amigos arrived to take on el guapo the villagers were so excited um, the same thing is happening here the villagers all arrive and um they 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 really are smitten with uh, little baby Yoda right away, and you know, Mando thinks it's pretty safe, so he just kind of goes, gets off and walks off and lets kind of Yoda do his own little thing, his his baby Yoda own kind of thing. Uh, heads into um, the into the village. They get they give him like this room, like a they called it a barn. He's like, this is perfect, that's fine. And the woman is like, um, there she's like, can I get you anything to eat? Or anything to you know, um, and he's like, "No, I'm fine. This is great." And um, then his the girl, the woman's daughter, comes in. This is the same woman at the beginning of the episode who hid from these warlords, these these raiders that came in. Uh, so it's the same daughter we saw earlier. She's like, "Can I feed it? Uh, feed him?" He's like, "Sure." Um, and so she feeds Baby Yoda, and Baby Yoda's loving it. She's like, "Can I play with him?" He's like, "Sure." And he's made a few words. Uh, and Baby Yoda, he take you know, gets off the table. And they kind of run off to play together. He's a little nervous. And the woman's like, don't worry. Everything's fine. Don't worry. Things will be fine. Can I get you anything to eat? Um, and, um, you know, then she kind of talks to him a little. Like, did you... Oh, she give, brings him food and says, "When you know, when's the last time you've taken that helmet off? And he said, yesterday. She goes, well, when's the last time you took it off in front of someone? He said, well, I was about their age. And he points out to some kids. She's like, you haven't taken your mask off in front of anyone um, for years. What, why, why, why is that? He goes, that is, it is the way. Um, you know, these people took me in when I was young. My mother was killed. And um, you see, my mother was killed and my parents was killed. Parents were killed. Uh, and they took me in and, you know, the, Milan, the Mandalorians took me in. So Mandalorian isn't a race but it is a religion if if that's how I'm taking it uh, based on this because he is a Mandalorian not because not you know b but because he was brought up as a Mandalorian um, has no has nothing to do with his his uh, his ethnicity his race his species whatever um, it's just that he this is this is the way and he's like it's just um, oh he says I, if what happens if you take it off in front of somebody I can never put it back on. And he goes, that is, that is the way. Um, so he, um, basically they go out tracking him and, uh, the woman, I don't know the character's name. Um, I'm sure they said it. I'm sure I missed it, but they go out tracking and looking around, trying to figure out what they need to do to prepare for taking on these raiders. And what do they see? But this giant footprint in the ground. And my first thought was, oh my goodness, there's giants in Star Wars? Because I'm an idiot. Um, I forgot about the AT-ATs and the AT, 
ST, I think is what they call these things. Now, I didn't know what they were called, but all I remember is these are the things from Endor in Return of the Jedi that the uh, Ewoks beat the crap out of. And then uh, Chewbacca took one over and he was like, remember he he got out of the ship and was all excited. Um, So I haven't seen one of these and maybe we've seen them in the other movies. I don't know. But it was awesome to see because this is definitely Return of the Jedi is the first Star Wars movie I saw in the theater as a kid. So um, just the thought of seeing these again, I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be awesome. And he goes back and the first thing they tell the villagers is like, look, you got to move. You can't live here anymore. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? And uh, the woman was like, geez, really good, uh, you know, uh, really good bedside manner. I don't know if that's the term she used. That doesn't seem right. But she says, listen, you didn't tell us that they had an ATSD. Like, what's that? It's that giant robot thing that will kill villages of soldiers, kill full battalions of soldiers. We are no match for it. We can, well, there's only two of us. There are more than only two of us. There's, only, there's 20 of us. And there's that old kind of Western feeling of the villagers, even though they're not, they're not fighters, they are willing to fight. They're willing to fight for their people. They're willing to fight for their land. They're willing to fight for their way of life. And they just need to be trained. So they're like, come on, Mandalorian and friend train us so then we get these cool training montages of them learning to shoot learning to use spears and meanwhile baby yoda's having a grand old time hanging out with the kids and just being a kid a 50 year old kid which is you know about seven years i'll be a 50 year old kid so it's not that different um and the one woman the one woman she she must have some sort of past the one woman who is um, they said they mentioned she was a widow. She's the mother of the of the girl. She protected her girl at the beginning, and she's like, "Yes, I know how to shoot." And she's she's shooting these targets, these pans, bang, 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 bang perfectly. And you can see Mando's like, "I'm impressed with you." Um, if if it wasn't the way, I would be taking off my mask and sticking around, if you know what I mean. And he it, it feels like he almost did at the end. So, um, the plan is for Mando and his partner, the woman to go and take out some of the uh, raiders, some of the, uh, the dogmen, I guess you could say, and tease them and get them to come back at them with the ATSD so that they can take it out. Because they, what they did is they planned, they, they planned ahead. They, made, they dug this really deep trench that, so that it looks like it's just a regular like uh, bog or paddy or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, a couple feet deep. But when the thing steps into it, it's so deep that it's going to take the thing out. So that's the plan. Take that thing out. Kill as many of the dogmen as you can. And uh, hopefully that will um, scare them off for, you know, a long time. And the plan pretty much worked at the beginning. So they, they creep into, into the village of the, the, the camp of the bad guys. Take a couple of them out. Then they go over to um, another... Uh, spot <laughs> they go in they go into the camp and there are these weird tanks inside the the thing the uh inside the camp i didn't quite get what they were were they were they like hot, liquid nitrogen because i feel like someone got dipped in it and, and started to smoke were they acid like what was that and when that when i first saw that i thought oh there's something more going on here now they didn't show anymore they didn't explain anymore i don't know what that was i don't know if it, it it's going to be something more or if that's just the end of this but um, this is um, – but I thought that was interesting, and I wonder if we'll, that will ever come up again or if that was just a kind of a cool visual 
that was just there for 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 whatever reason. Um, so they uh, they're fighting the bad guys, fighting the bad guys, and then they they set up an explosion. But more bad guys show up, and they're trying to you know fight off the dogmen, fight them off. The explosion it's it's ticking like it's almost like well it's a ticking bomb. You could see that it's about to to burst, and finally Mando turns. And shoots the wall. Boom, 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 boom. It says, go, I'll cover you. And he, he shoots the wall so the structural integrity is uh, uh, porous enough that Gina Carano just kind of runs and smashes through it. He follows her. They get out just in time. Big explosion. Boom. And it blows up those those dog men. They run back to camp and they're like, let's get ready. They, they hide behind, um, they, they hide behind like, these, um, these structures they made, these uh, barriers that they made. And then they waited. And it was like it was like seeing King Kong come out of the woods. It was like, you just see the light, and you're like, oh god, there it is. These red lights, and you know it's coming through. And then it comes through, and it just stops. It stops in front of them, and they just are like, okay, hold, hold, and then it's that shooting. So the thing starts shooting at it, and they, they're like, open up fire. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing through the woods, the dogmen are running through the... And they're running, and it's like, now open fire. Boom, boom, boom. They're opening fire. The They're trying to lure that at that ATSD as close as it can to the water, and then it stops, and it doesn't go down. And uh, Gina Carano's like, oh, I have an idea. Cover me. She takes Mando's gun, and she runs at it, and she starts shooting lightning bolts bang 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 into it trying to get it to um to uh to just take one more step trying to lure it one more step finally finally it goes one step in and steps into the water and just sinks down now she got a good shot in into the uh into the pilot space uh broke through the glass the thing comes down then mandrel runs up with another one of his bomb throws it into the um into the open window Runs off, boom, the thing explodes, and this ATSD is taken out, and all the fighters are like are shooting at him and stabbing the dogmen. Finally, the dogmen realize we're outnumbered and we don't have our awesome, cool thing anymore. Let's get the hell out of here. And they, they, they scurry away uh, with their tails between their legs, I guess you could say, even though they're not really dogmen. That's the first thing I thought of um, when I saw them. And every, you know, the village is saved, you know, just like. Again, just like little Nettie Needlander and Dusty Bottoms and Lucky Day saved uh, the village from El Guapo. Very much the exact same thing. So uh, it, I think it's the next day. The next thing we see is little Baby Yoda having fun, you know, um, hanging out and playing with the kids. And um, the woman's like, thank you so much. You know, it's been nice. And uh, she's like, you know, I wish you could stay. And he's like, I can't stay. But um, but he's like, you know, it's been here in the couple. Look, I forget exactly how it happened. And I just watched it. But basically, the thing is, is this woman was very friendly to him. And um, she could see she was like, is there anything I can get you or anything like that? He's like, no, thank you. She says, OK. She's all smitten with him. And Gina Carano's like, dude, you could just live here for the rest of your life and take off your helmet. She goes, what happens if you took off your helmet? I can never put it back on. So you would just live out the rest of your life here with your kid and that widow who wants to be with you? Why don't you just do that? He's like, there are people after me. 
Um, you know, I can't do that. It's not safe for me to be here, but it's safe for him to be here. Oh, he goes, I have to leave. And she's like, oh, they're going to miss him so much. The kids and baby Yoda. And he's like, no, he's going to stay. And my first thought was, no, 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 no. I don't want baby Yoda to be separated from you. I want him to be the main overarching story. I didn't want him to be just a small adventure. And then we get back to him later. Please. No, no, no. He's like, yeah, he's going to have to stay. And um, he's going to stay. Oh, no. In so he's not going to be with you. He's like, that's going to break his heart even more. He's like, he'll get over it. They always do. And while this is going on, we see this bounty hunter. Well, earlier we saw a bounty hunter with a fob. All of a sudden we see him. Oh, the woman's like says to him, you know, maybe you could stay. She tries to take his helmet off her and he almost let her, let her do it. And he stopped. He goes, I can't, I'm not, you know, this isn't, this isn't the way. It is the way, or this isn't the way, whatever. He didn't let her do it. And we, and we actually see some of that through the visual of this guy's scope on his giant rifle. And he is about, it looks like he's going to shoot Mandalorian. And then he leans over, he moves over, and he gets his, his sights right on Baby Yoda. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Please no, not Baby Yoda. Don't do this to us. They can't do this to us. He's the star of the show. Um... And all of a sudden, you, you cut back to the Mandalorian and you hear, bang. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, God, no. And they, you, you look back and they're like, get the kids. And you realize all the kids are running off. You see, you see Baby Yoda seems okay. And it cuts back to that bounty hunter. And he just falls down. And there's Gina Carano behind him with her gun. And I pump my fist. Yes, yes, yes. Mando comes back and he's like, hmm. She's like, who are they looking for? They're looking for the kid. Well, if they know he's here, they can track him, and they're going to keep coming. He's like, yeah, we can't stay, can we? So he packs up all his stuff, puts Baby Yoda on the back of this. It's almost like an old-fashioned horse and carriage to get it back to his ship. The kids are crying, and they're hugging Baby Yoda, and Yoda's sad, and he just goes away. And the last shot we see is just Yoda. He's sitting on the back of the carriage, the back of the wagon, you could say, look, whatever you call it. And he's just looking back and his ears perk up. And he's just got this smile on his face like, goodbye, goodbye. I'm off to my next adventure. <sighs> and that's how the episode ended. Directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Daughter of Ron Howard. Star of the Jurassic World movies. You know, it's funny. I, I saw some headline or some tweet where some woman said, um, um, Oh, the Mandalorian is another male-dominated show with one a woman having barely any speaking lines or one character, and I was like, "Geez, if you just if you just watched one extra episode before you made your judgment after three episodes of a of a science fiction show, uh, just just wait a second, you know. Look, there's a lot of uh, strong uh, female characters in this episode, which was also directed by a woman, and I think." That well, first of all, I always thought Star Wars really um, was a, a lot about uh, female empowerment from Princess Leia all the way down the line to Rey. Um, so I, 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 that's not what this podcast is about. I'm not here to to talk about political crap because that's boring, and I'm definitely not educated enough to do that. But I just thought it was hilarious when I saw that tweet, and I was like, "Huh, I don't know about that." And then I watched this episode, and I'm like, "Oh, jeez." Look at and it, it sucks that I even had to watch this episode and go, wow! Look, if this woman just waited, look at all these characters. Just I just want to watch the show and enjoy it. Okay, 
Please don't ruin these things for me. I just like watching my science fiction shows. <sighs> now, great episode. Like, I loved this episode. It was very self-contained. It had very little to do with the overall story. They want to hide someplace, but guess what? They can't hide because the, the bounty hunters are, are still looking for them, and this guy almost found them. So it's really, that was the entire premise as far as the overall story. It was just self-contained where they landed on a planet. They needed to help some farmers, some, some fishermen, and that's what they did. And Mando's got a new friend. Now he says, until our paths across again, which I'm assuming they will, because I'm pretty sure she's not, and she's in other episodes. I'm pretty sure she's going to become a regular. Um, I assume she'll be his second in command, his partner, whatever you want to call him. Eventually, uh, we didn't get there now, but I know, I feel like that's coming. So that was awesome. Uh, and we also got a little more of the backstory of Mando, n not with flashbacks, with, but with him just saying that his, his family was killed and the Mandalorians took him in and they treated him well. And since he was a boy, he hasn't taken his mask off. Um, and he hasn't, uh, not his mask, his helmet. He doesn't take it off in front of other people, but he did take it off in this episode. You saw, you saw him take it off and place it next to his food while he ate. I thought we were going to see Baby Yoda turn around and look up and see him because he wasn't that far away, but he must have been far enough away that no one would have seen Pedro Pascal. Um, I think that's it. I think that it covers everything in this episode that I want to talk about. Really good. Really felt like that Western that, um, that I heard. Oh, it's like a space Western, uh, which I've heard that before. About uh, the old show Firefly. I used to love that too. And this had that same, like, when I hear Space Western, that's the first thing I think of. But this really felt like that, you know, the lone gunman, the lone, I don't want to say ranger, but, I mean, you know, just the, 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 um, the pale horseman who rides into town. You know, he's not looking to be a hero, but he'll save people. He'll do the right thing. And he just wants to save this, keep this young child safe. And the only way to do that is to, I guess, keep him with you and keep on riding the sky. Folks, I want to thank you so much for listening and subscribing. Um, this is a lot of fun. I really love this show and I love that I'm getting to experience it really at the same time as you guys. You know, these shows come out on Fridays. I'm watching them just like you're watching them. Maybe before you're watching them. Uh, maybe after you're watching them, but at the same time, we're watching them on the same day at the very least. If you watch it right away, I'm watching it the same day. So this can't be, um, you know, because I do other shows where we talk about shows that have been around for years. This show is brand new to you. It's brand new to me. And we're experiencing it together. Isn't it exciting? And I thought about something, you know, we're, what are we, 21 days away, 20 days away, something like that from um, Rise of Skywalker. And when um, The Force Awakens came out, I said to myself, I'm going to watch all six movies to get ready for episode seven. And I remember finishing the prequels and saying, I'm never going to do that again. But that might change. I think, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to do a podcast or anything about it. I may talk about it on here while it's going on. I'm not going to do separate episodes or a separate podcast about that. This is a show about The Mandalorian. But... 
we are getting close to the rise of Skywalker. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to go now and watch all nine Star Wars movies. Yes, I'm going to start at the prequels. Then I'm going to watch the original uh, trilogy. Uh, we got to watch Rogue One. Got to watch um, Solo. Got to watch uh, Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. And I'm going to try to do it all in chronological order, which means episode one, episode two, episode three, Rogue... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Episode one, episode two, episode three, Solo, Rogue One, then episode uh, four, five, and six, seven, and eight. And, you know, all of them are on Disney Plus or Netflix right now. So I'll be able to watch them all pretty easily, pretty easy to access them. And uh, I just, I want to just jump headfirst into Star Wars over this next month because I can't wait for uh, Rise of Skywalker and I'm loving the hell out of The Mandalorian. And I hope you are too. It is a lot of fun, a lot of fun to talk about, a lot of fun to watch. And um, I just can't wait to see what happens next. So I want to thank you guys for listening. You know, you know, you can find me on Twitter, on Twitter and on Instagram, Geek Mentality, all one word, Geek Mentality on Twitter, on Instagram. And the Facebook is Fans Not Experts, but really... I don't. I barely do anything there. The website is fansnotexperts.com slash Mandalorian. But if you just go to fansnotexperts.com, you'll see everything that uh, we do there, and you'll easily find us uh, because this is the podcast that is happening right now. So you'll always find us pretty much on the homepage, um, unless you're in the future. Then maybe we're pushed down because there hasn't been a new episode in a while. I'm rambling. It is Black Friday. I need to get this episode done and up for you. And now I need to go and see if I can steal a turkey sandwich with no one looking. All right, folks, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And until next Friday, I have spoken. I have spoken. Fans not experts.